Morgan. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. The vibes are good, the weather's great, and I'm here with an amazing guest. Everyone, please give it up for Brittany Perry. How are you feeling this morning? I am feeling great. It's a beautiful day in the Ozarks, and I am uh, I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks so much for being here. You know, Brittany, you had a nice little workout this morning, and she's absolutely slaying <laughs> in her fit. Um, let's give it up for Brittany. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alive. So Brittany and I actually met a few weeks ago at a manufacturing conference, and yeah. I remember being like, mm, should I go to this booth? My coworker wanted like a donut, and then we just hit it off, I think. Absolutely, like a house on fire, <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> Great personality, and she just kind of started telling me her story, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to get you on the podcast. Like, you're amazing. Um, so Brittany, before we get into everything, can you just go ahead and like tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, I am an attorney at Evans & Dixon. I specialize in litigation, and for for those of you outside of the law world, it basically means when things go to trial, you hire someone who goes to trial. And so that's kind of my role, whether it's a conflict and somebody has stolen your boat and you want to get it back. Um, get your or boat back. Get your boat back, <laughs> believe it or not. I have. Ours. Yep. <laughs> and we didn't have a written contract. <laughs> so, or uh, if it involves, um, sometimes uh, with employers, uh, we represent and I represent them in uh, disputes involving employment. Uh, but I also have a side practice that kind of came out of nowhere, but out of a need um, that I found in the Ozarks with women and just in general people who have uh, survived domestic violence, stalking, and sexual assault. Wow. Guys, <laughs> can you, I, round of applause for Brittany. Yes, Queen, that's amazing. I mean, you're so fantastic, and that is so awesome. So to backtrack a little bit, are you from Springfield originally, or Abs what did that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm actually a seven generation Ozarks girl, okay. so we've been around here for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I'm from Springfield, born and raised. I went to law school in Kansas City, so go Chiefs! I absolutely okay, love okay. Kansas City. Um, but my home is you know down here, so yeah, uh, that's where I wanted to be. That's where I wanted to raise my family, and also to make our community better. That's awesome. That's huge. That's no, that's so huge. You know, you stay in Springfield, you keep developing, and it's just growing into a beautiful, beautiful place. Especially, yes, exactly. What do, you, do you have a phrase for the haters who are like, Springfield is not great, or it's the armpit of America? What What do you say to that hater? Well, you know, I guess, you know, everyone's opinion is speculative, but, you know, you don't have. Uh, the kind of warmness in the community that you have in other places. And it's kind of weird, but when I came back from Kansas City, I was airing up my tire. And of course, like two dads were like, nope, get out of the way. I'm going to air your tire up. And yeah. I just remember being like, only in the Ozarks do people stop and like demand yeah. to air your tire up. <laughs> yeah, I will say Springfield has a gem of people. Very, yeah. very kind hearted and very sweet. Yeah, so I, I take that, it. haters <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> we may be smelly, but we'll air up your tire. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you know you wanted to pursue, you know, law school? Well, um, you know, I always was really good with words and, uh, you know, I did debate in high school. And so that kind of culminated as how, how can I make this a part of my career? I know I'm good at these things and it all kind of amounted to uh, being an attorney. And it is a boy's game, especially down here. Um, and often you will walk into a courtroom and be the only female, which is hopefully in starting to change. Uh, but I knew that that was gonna be something that doesn't bother me. I played baseball with all boys. It didn't bother me. And so, Absolute you know, <laughs> Absolute queen. that was what I wanted to do. So yeah, yeah, just try to find what you're good at and make money at it. Yeah, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. So you touched on it for a second, kind of the um, Harmony House and the surveillance. So what ultimately led to that happening? You know, so I ended up uh, starting a program called Surveillance for Survivors, and it kind of came out of a need where uh, victims who were being stalked or having domestic violence, they are, you know, thrown into temporary housing oftentimes because they're not wanting their, you know, be at home because the person obviously knows where they have resided oftentimes. And so when they're getting out of shelter or if they're in temporary residence and they're terrified of that person finding out, uh, they can get a free surveillance camera and 
a year subscription, but we can renew it. It's not like a set thing of that data saving. Um, should you need it in court it, for security purposes? Um, and those are absolutely free. You can get them at Harmony House or uh, the Domestic Violence Center in uh, Green County. That is so awesome. Um, so funding-wise, where does something like that kind of come into play? Well, uh, it kind of came about in a lot of different ways, but uh, I partnered with an attorney uh, in Springfield called, uh, her name is Sarah Donnellan, and she uh, primarily and solely does uh, survivor work. Um, and she is phenomenal. I, I cannot say enough good things about her. And she was having clients that were also experiencing the same issues. They were scared, they're in court, and they're like, I saw him outside of my window, or oh. I saw him outside of, you know, he had a hatchet. And it's, oh not, as, it's not as compelling when you say it until you show the judge, you know, here's him, here's him at my door step with a hatchet you know and it's much more convincing and it actually kind of puts oftentimes a male judge into the female's perspective um, and no one wants to be greeted that way so her and I kind of got the idea to do this and uh, I ended up writing a grant that ended up funding uh, a large part of it and then we've been just doing fundraising uh, throughout wow. our community so uh, there's lots of cameras <laughs> yeah so yeah um, I think the podcast needs to partner with, yeah, I'm not even kidding, we'll talk later. <laughs> if you need one, holla at your girl. <laughs> no, that is so awesome. And just the way that you guys are probably changing so many lives yeah. is unreal. And, you know, I am a litigation attorney. I represent corporations and, uh, you know, businesses and individuals who have lots of money. And it kind of came about this practice of survivorship and stalking when I had a very good friend of mine um, went on a date. And uh, this date did not, they didn't click, you know, not, not their vibe. And so uh, they went about their lives and then they started getting bombarded with with uh, pretty aggressive text messages from uh, various amounts of fake numbers. And then they ended up having uh, their photographs posted on uh, social media websites as well um, that were uh, not necessarily the most flattering things. Um, this individual went to the police station and said, "Hey, this person's, you know, putting notes on my friend's car, like my, on my car, um, you know, uh, and they're scary, and uh, you know, and the, unfortunately, at the time when this person came in, uh, the department decided not to take a report." Um, and so I had become licensed uh, in 2017. I had had my bar license for four days. <laughs> and my uh, friend was telling me about this. And so I uh, printed off the stalking statute and I went down there in my little suit, you know, four days being a lawyer. And I told the officer that was intaking, I said, this is what's happening. This person is terrified, you know, please do something about it. And they pushed back with me and they said, well, this seems like something we don't do. And I was like, well, here's a statute and I'm telling you this is, you know, serious. And the detective that ended up getting assigned to their case did a phenomenal job and ended up getting a warrant on this individual's phone. And he had done this to um, double digits Oh people. my gosh. And um, there were even allegations and evidence that he had uh, raped uh, individuals as well. Now, getting those people to prosecute such an individual and going forward is um, challenging. Um, so, you know, uh, it's been quite a while. That was in 2017. And that person still has not been uh, fully incarcerated yet <laughs> so that's wild it's you know and when i tell people when i represent them i can tell you that um whether it be the civil side or the criminal side i've never uh, felt or heard from a, a survivor that said you know wow i felt vindicated you yeah know? whether it be the criminal system it has its flaws and they, they the prosecutors in green county they do the best they can and they are amazing advocates, but you only can do what you can do, you know? And in the civil side, which is what I do, I can only give them money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I can get you money, but yeah. it's money don't fix everything. Right. It's, you know, and 
you may see this person who has done horrible things to you out in public and you are going to see them you know live their you know awesome lives you know out in social media and you're just going to have a stack of cash and i hope you're okay with that um you know because oftentimes when we exchange that large sum of money it's because you're going to sign a non-disclosure agreement uh, and so they can't really tell their employer or you know this new girlfriend or whoever they see this this is a serious thing that you need to be cautious about uh but you know they have the money and yeah. that's i still think is a win in a lot of ways right oh 100 <laughs> percent. so just like a little question about that so if someone say they went through something really awful and they went to trial one signed the nda if they went to therapy or something like that can they even talk about what they went through and in that kind of situation. So oftentimes when uh, a survivor has settled out their uh, sexual assault case, um, they have in those non-disclosure agreements and the ones that I provide, they can talk to their attorney, they can talk to their healthcare provider or uh, their CPA because they just got a large sum of money. Yeah, <laughs> so right, they're going right, to need yeah. to talk to those folks. Uh, <laughs> but those are the only people wow. typically. So, you know, um, or they have the opportunity, they can be sued. And so, um, and what's hard too is a s part of survivorship is to own your story, you know? Yeah. And so um, that's hard. So, you know, those are things you have to kind of think about. But, you know, um, Money does pay for a lot of nice things. So. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. So like from the mental health side, what what's your opinion on that a little bit? Because I know if something happened to me, I you know I'd be like, justice. I want yeah. I want what I feel like I deserve. But also, you know, if you want to do that work to kind of, you know, mentally heal, like what are your kind of thoughts on can you still heal mentally and all those things, but you can't talk to anybody about it, really? Yeah, you know, um, it's different for every single person, um, but there are some really uh, amazing therapists out there. There's a new treatment, or I guess it's actually an old treatment that is being uh, used in sexual survivorship, and it's called EDMR. It's called, and uh, basically, the therapist will actually make the individual uh, experience uh, and talk about in the therapy session exactly what what went through and what wow. they had to do it and they will uh, touch the person while they are talking about it because for some reason when we have trauma it goes to the front of our short-term memory and so when we talk about it it actually feels like we are truly reliving it and oh that gosh. exercise um, I guess moves the trauma from the short-term part of your brain into the long-term part of your brain so when you are able to uh, if something you smell or something that occurs like you know if you're a salter smoked cigarettes and you smell it and it brings back that you won't be in tears at the restaurant or the bar or you know you will actually be like okay that's not a trauma experience and they've used it on uh, soldiers returning back from war and it is uh, one of it's it's been proven to help um, but there you have to make sure to do it in certain ways um, and get somebody who obviously specializes in that but it's about like a two-month wait to get into wow. a therapist so if you're really experiencing trauma there's not like you know there's the er which is you get put in a straitjacket. jacket yeah <laughs> and then there's waiting two months to go see your you know primary care or you know the therapist there's not really an urgent care <laughs> yeah yeah so you know i do think you can get over it and you know live your life healthily but you're always going to have those moments where you're like whoa you know that happened, but you can move on and live your life. You shouldn't have it define you, but it can make you stronger. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I always say too, if anyone hears something in the background, it's because I live downtown and yeah. it's a Saturday. So be so for real. People are getting their pancakes. Yeah, they're getting their pancakes. They're getting them a little cute walk. I'm like, it's authentic. You know what it is. Yeah. That's awesome. So just a, one more question about kind of all that area is, you know, as a lawyer, you know, yeah. as a woman, as you know, you're in a predominant male industry, you know, yeah. when you have a civil case like that, or you have a case and it breaks your heart and then maybe the case didn't go the way you want, yeah. kind of like for you, how do you kind of mentally deal with that or like separate that from going home to your family and, 
you know yeah. what does that look like for you well you know um at the end of the day that you know i can only just say i have worked my tail off for you and i have fought like a cornered dog and that's all i can do you know what i mean mm -hmm. the facts are what they are and i can look at myself at the end of the day and say there was literally nothing i could have done differently and i fought like harder than i know any other attorney would um and i also sometimes and that's the hard part is you sometimes you can't be personal but then you end up you know you feel your clients emotions and you you should because you know that's you, you are stepping in their shoes you know yeah yeah <laughs> so you know um but at the end of the day it's you know you just have to know that you did the most you can yeah. and uh sometimes things are unfair and you know you smoke a cigarette and you swear under your breath 500 yeah. times and then you you move on but you know I know I have never met a single client of mine in those situations and they are very rare because I will be honest I will in my situations I only take cases that I know that I can truly advocate I'm not gonna do something I know that I that will have no success yeah so you know even if it's you know not fifty thousand dollars but this is as much money as this person truly has and we've gone through every bit of their assets yeah yeah <laughs> this is something that you know it, I would love for you to win a million dollars but rape is an intentional action and oftentimes insurance don't cover those kinds of actions uh, yeah. so this is what they have so you know I still think of a lot of these as a win you know even though my friend who is still experiencing that uh, person who you know stalked them and they still have still been, experiencing it well uh, he has not been pro he has not been uh, formally you know uh, convicted of the crime so he is still out there <laughs> in public uh, living his life and so you know um because and uh, that's been since 2017 so that's almost how, been how can that even be it's six years <laughs> yeah. you know yeah the and they just uh, you know and oftentimes it you know obviously 2020 didn't help anyone with the right. expeditious you know things but yeah and so yeah it is hard uh, and it's frustrating and that you can't only control what you can do. So as a certified control freak. <laughs> Same. Whatever that is, I'm going to need that uh, medicine as well. <laughs> yeah. There's like a, there's a, there is a medicine, I think. For it. <laughs> but, you know, you can only do what you can do and control what you can control. But at the end of the day, I, you know, I always try to get the absolute best result. And I think almost every time I try. Yeah. And so that's... And unwinding is the hard part because, you know, I'm also one of those people who want to fix everything. And my my husband, my family, they're like, please don't lawyer me. I'm like, okay, yeah. You want me to listen, not to fix your problem. I got it. All right. Sorry. That's hard. And it's also hard when you are literally screaming at the other side and they're screaming back at you. And then, you know, you go home and it's like that energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you never want to displace it on the people you love. Um, and it can be very frustrating. So, you know, um, there are, my outlet is obviously to uh, do it in a healthy way. And I think, you know, through exercise and doing those kinds of things to channel that. So when you can go home, you can be like, I'm a mom, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my time. And you do get calls at crazy hours because people have serious issues that are happening. And, you know, I try to make myself available to all of my clients and that's something that I do. And that is something that I have taken on as a responsibility. And so, you know, there are some people who turn off their phone at five and that's awesome. But when you do the type of work I do, you know, I have to be in communication yeah. because I have to address things immediately. So, you know, um, it can be hard, but at the same time, you just have to know yourself and what you can handle. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, truly. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, first of all, you're amazing. Aww. So if anyone has any kind of issue ever, this is the girl you want on your team because she is going to advocate you and she's most likely going to win. So, so get her on your team. But I think 
something you said so strong was, you know, the system isn't perfect. No. And obviously there's things that happen that we can't control the fact that that guy is still out there. So for you to help create something, you know, like the surveillance cameras through Harmony yes. House is I feel like, well, how can I find a solution? You know, and yeah. so in that area, you're probably saving so many lives because, you know, people go missing, things happen, and yes. then it becomes important. And so yes. I think what you're doing is really attacking the issue from the beginning. And, and that's something that is so awesome. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's one thing to hear it, and it's another thing to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So to kind of go in a little bit into that topic again, we touched a little bit on demographic, and I think you were saying that things are so different, but... Um, what does a survivor typically that you've met or seen, you know, analytics from, what does that usually look like? Well, um, it can range, obviously, um, in age. Uh, and it, it, there are kind of a range of stalking that does occur. So you have, obviously, the most prominent uh, version of stalking and the most that we see are uh, relationships, people who have had an intimate relationship, um, often boyfriend or girlfriend or husband and wife. And that is the most frequent one that happens. And obviously, subsequent to the breakup or subsequent to a divorce or dissolution, the partner ends up becoming the stalking party. Um, I will say the majority of those are women, <laughs> yeah. oftentimes uh, in their uh, mid to late uh, 20s, and then often sometimes into their uh, mid 30s. But you have to think it's kind of when people are dating and more fluid. But I will say I have had a stalking situation involving, um, it was a the ex- it was a female on female, um, and that was one of the worst stalking cases I've really? ever had. Um, and it was the ex. <laughs> the ex-girlfriend was mad at this new girlfriend. And man, oh man, that was, it's, it was uh, probably one of the worst ones. You also see demographics in that situation kind of that I mentioned are the date that just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's Has like... Me so scared for all that. <laughs> oh, so, it's a fine date. It's no yeah, big deal. <laughs> it didn't really work out that great. And um, sometimes those uh, temporary, you know, get to know people, it's that um, that happens too. And so uh, those can also be a little bit more difficult because you don't know that person and so you can't really anticipate anticipate their next move unlike a married couple like he knows that I go to you know this place so he's going to sit out there but the person that may not know you, you may not be able to anticipate their next move because you don't know them yeah. and so you know it is it kind of causes for concern um, and it was weird because when my friend was going through that the way we ended up finding out it was this person because we had no idea yeah. at first the person had used a word continuously through all the various different phone numbers and we searched you know in the text message we looked up that word and all of the crazy numbers showed up along with that one person that they had gone on the date with wow and that is how we ended up finding finding out it was that person because of language. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so being good at words is important. Oh my gosh, women can find anything. <laughs> I, I, you will, yes. <laughs> yes. You try to hide something from your girl, psych? No, there's no hiding. cracking the code. Wow, that gave me chills, Loki. That, that, that's wild. And then the last form of stalking that, and that can happen actually um, amongst uh, obviously younger folks. Um, and it can also happen amongst the gay community as well well. Um, and, and I don't know necessarily the analytics behind that, but um, sometimes there's, you know, more dating involved in those uh, places uh, and those types of folks, the younger, you know, and yeah, trying yeah. to find your uh, partner. And then the last one that we see, which can oftentimes be the most dangerous, and uh, sometimes it's typically for the, the victim or the survivor, um, it can be the scariest. And those are people who we don't know who they are. We don't know why they have chosen us. We have never really had a connection with them. They have found my social media or yeah. they have found an article about me. Um, and now they won't leave me alone. Wow. And so that those are also the hardest because those people live in a fantasy world. And so they have fantasized in a way that have, you know, and something too about stalking that, 
the person who is stalking gets kind of off to the contact. Yeah. And so oftentimes folks, in order to get them to stop, they have to file a restraining order or what we call in the state of Missouri, a protective order. And, um, <laughs> the inaction of litigation means they get to see that person in oh. the courtroom. <laughs> so sometimes it's they that doing that may make that enjoyable for them because then they can take tabs on it, you know. So, so sick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mental health issue, obviously, and we don't necessarily know why it happens, but we know that the people who do it and then when they talk about it later, they don't really know how it got to that point, but it's kind of in that realm of obsessive compulsive disorder where they, they enjoyed the, the hunt or they enjoy the thing or they are using their anger as a way to continue the behavior they're so mad that they want to make sure that you aren't happy and so it can be kind of a you know <laughs> a weird situation but when you're in it it really sucks yeah <laughs> and I can tell you I've never had this happen to me but I have had enough clients where it really affects their quality of life oh my gosh I believe it 100 <laughs> you're constantly in fear yeah oh my goodness so you mentioned that a lot of times um, it's casual dating or relationships based on all different kind of communities and typically like younger. So obviously who we date is extremely important. Yes. Do you have any like red flags or like little things to look for, whether you're in that talking stage or you're on an app or you're going on that date, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I can tell you kind of things to that if you start to, you know, go with your gut. I had a friend I asked, I always ask my friends like what they learned on their birthday. What'd you learn this year? You know, <laughs> what'd you learn? I want to know. You're 25 know. now. What's going, what's going through your mind? <laughs> so, you know, and she said to go with her gut. That was the thing she learned that year. And I can't emphasize with the, you know, if you feel like something is weird or, you know, uh, go with your gut, you know what I mean? Cause it probably is, yeah. you know, um, and things to know if you feel like you're getting stalked or that person is showing up at locations where you're at, there, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know, there are devices and things that people use in order to monitor uh, people. And one of those things are GPS tracker devices. You can buy them as affordably as $40, and they are very, very small, and they are magnetic. Wow. And so they can place on cars, and the battery life on them can be up to a few months, and they can track you on their phone quite easily. And, you know, I didn't know about these, or I did, but I thought they were like Apple tags. Right, Apple you know? tags, yeah. And, you know, we had an attorney uh, represent someone who advised that they knew um, um, that the person uh, that they were stalking hadn't gone to see their attorney. And uh, the attorney inquired about it. Like, how do you know that they haven't gone yeah. to their attorney? And the person advised that it was because they had placed a device on their vehicle and were monitoring that person. And obviously we found out, because I was curious about it. I was like, well, where did they put it? How much was it? You know. Yeah. And so through that, uh, from actually representing Presenting someone who was a stalker, uh, we were able to find out that oftentimes these individuals, or at least in that scenario, place things on the uh, outside of the vehicle, so behind a driver, you know, the plate. That's yeah. a good place because you don't really unscrew your plate very wow. often. Wow. Um, and then I uh, have had people where the person continues to show up, and so they will go to a card place you know like a service center and ask them to do a run through and sometimes they will charge and most of the times they don't um but that is worth every cent and if you yeah. do find and, and you know tell them if you find something uh, don't touch it we need to take pictures of it wow yeah yeah that's good <laughs> you know um and the other ways people can uh do this and this is oftentimes in a marital situation or a boyfriend and girlfriend situation but there are devices or applications that you can place on a cellular device um they're i guess like advertised as you know uh for your parents you know we want to see all the apps that their yeah. kids are yeah. looking at and they kind of almost mirror the phone's activity to uh, what you're looking at so they can look in the app and they can in real time or in a recorded 
recorded version, see what you have been up to. So if you had messaged your friend on social media, hey, I'm going to this bar, they would be able to preview that on that security surveillance application. So how, so how does that, like, do I have to have that app for that to happen? So oftentimes, yes. So oh the, the party will get access to the sur- survivor's phone and download that app. And it's not necessarily, a lot of those do not show the application on the device. Ways you can find out if you have that is by uh, your data usage being off the roof because that application is sending it to the other yeah. party. So if you're going through data like a mad woman, it's probably you need to get a new phone. And, you know, sometimes in an abundance of caution, that's what we do. We get a new phone. Yeah. I even had a survivor get a new car. Yeah. They were just wow. so scared. They were like, I'm, I can't. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and obviously if they don't know what you're driving and they don't know, you know, your phone and you have these concerns, they just shed. They got a new life. And that's what, unfortunately, when we talk about, that's a huge inconvenience. You got a job. You got kids. Yeah. You know, getting a car is like a four-month ordeal. Like, right, you know, yeah. But, you know, people are, you know, so nervous. And, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes when we look at this in the realm of criminality, you know, stalking is kind of like a misdemeanor <laughs> in the realm of things. And it can it can be quite uh, severe, especially yeah. when if somebody really gets a hold of you. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so a little question just because obviously, you know, TikTok is huge and social media and, you know, what is privacy anymore? So... You know, you've given some really great tips on protecting yourselves and signs to look for that I really had no idea, or a lot of people probably don't. So when it comes to social media and things like that, do you have any tips as well or like things you've really noticed? Well, um, you know, for me and my own, because I, uh, for any better purposes, I piss a lot of people off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's give up. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, uh, for me, you know, I always am worried about uh, protecting myself because, you know, there have been cases where the defendant uh, comes and finds the attorney, you know, so uh, I obviously have surveillance at my home. And as far as, you know, uh, and I encourage everyone to do that just in case. You never know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and to have it is better to not. And even though mine is primarily to let my cat back in and out of my home a thousand we love it. We love it. times a day. <laughs> and then if I don't do it quickly enough, my husband messages me and says, please let Tuna in. And I'm like, he looks hungry. <laughs> so I'm like, the cat Tuna. Yeah. That is so awesome. <laughs> like, Tuna's fine, Robert. He can wait till I'm done with my call. God. So, you know, that's awesome but you know another like so social media is weird because like and it, it obviously determines what kind of social media you have like facebook is often used for a commercial purpose you know we all use it as a way to uh, do things mine is right. not very personal it's just pretty much a commercial like a marketing tool yes yeah um and if you have things that are not for marketing purposes that are close friends, you can be a little bit more expansive with that in the information you share. But, you know, if you have a pretty open profile and you don't really check the folks that you add on to, you know, the information you provide, um, you know, I, it's hard. You have to make sure that you're monitoring that. When I was pregnant, I was absolutely terrified to post that on my Facebook because I was afraid someone would harm my child yeah yeah <laughs> and and I know that sounds weird but that's the world I live in right and so I didn't post about it until like <laughs> I was about to have that baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> she pulled that Kylie Jenner <laughs> and released the baby information the day he was born exactly yes <laughs> it was kind that. of like that yeah. it was like oh yeah everyone who has seen me I'm very large but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. it was like around eight months or seven months so yeah. you know it was a it was right there so and I also was concerned I was like do I post a photo of my child on social media I'm really concerned and I have friends who are prosecutors and federal prosecutors who got off social media because they prosecute drug lords and that's a way they can harm them and I have some that you know choose to uh post you know I I ended up posting a picture of my kid you know what I mean it's it is what it is um but I don't post 
pictures of the outside of my home. Yeah. I, you know, don't post photos of my vehicle just because, you know, if somebody really wanted to track you, you want to make sure that they have the limited information. Now, like on Instagram, you know, you have a very small, I have a very small following. It's just friends and family. Yeah. I may post photos of the, you know, things like that. Right. But, you know, you just have, if you're not going to be careful with who you select and do a thorough case net and background check on those folks, or you don't personally know them very, very well, you know monitor it and I always feel like Facebook's the most expansive or Instagram and then like your Snapchat or right. you know your other things maybe a little bit more you can yeah. open up with but you know just remember if you were wanting to like we talked about we can find out anything about anyone on right. social media and you know your car you know things like that where you live oh yeah that that apartment looks really familiar yeah you know we've all seen right. uh, don't mess with cats or you know yeah <laughs> and especially with tiktok too i mean your whole goal is to blow up and be viral and so if you're gonna have like thousands of people see a video yeah. that you're gonna post i mean really proceed with caution i think yeah and if you're gonna do that and you're gonna post what your house is or where it is just know that there may be people who want to come find you or that you know you may upset and so having those you know precautions like a surveillance system and things like that can really help you know that's awesome (laughs) that's so good so just a little different question so obviously you've mentioned you know different cases with scary people yeah um i feel like i can't even like watch certain tv shows because i'm afraid of everything like criminal minds no i can't even drive on a back road anymore thinking like i'm gonna die and so when you have you know Know, different cases and clients and you see things does that affect your trust on people or like does it ever make you just kind of have not like a bad taste but you're like okay there's a lot less good in the world than there is bad like how do you navigate that well it definitely makes me assess risk differently right i know that i won't do certain behaviors because i've seen the outcome of some behaviors and so you know i don't necessarily think it's a bad world but there are certain things that i won't do because i know that there is an associated risk possibly with that um you know so it is one of those things and the other thing too which i unfortunately have kind of like a privilege right it's uh, and my privilege is i'm a scary mean lawyer no one's gonna mess with me and if they do god i hope that they (laughs) (laughs) grab their ankles man because it's gonna be a rough ride yeah they bring their they bring their whole team (laughs) yeah it's gonna be a you know she's squaring up (laughs) so you know i walk and that's a privilege right i'm i know i'm smarter than you i know that i can really do some harm if you mess with me and so you're so cool (laughs) but i walk with that privilege yeah and so you know, I don't necessarily have the same, you know, and the reason why I probably have never been stalked or, you know, because it's something that can happen to anyone yeah. is because I'm a mean, scary person. And if they did that, God help their whole family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, and, don't burn their house down in the name of the law. Yeah. And I'll get a court order. It did it. Yeah. You know, you know? Awesome. Yeah. but it, it can really, you know, and so I walk in a different shoe than the average person. Um, but, you know, and I also understand understand the the law and so when people act certain ways and they do that you know i know that i'm going to lead you into a way that can really you know make me successful so i don't really have the same you know things but i do exercise caution like i do you know do this do you know full surveillance and things like that and you know and and let them you know we obviously have <laughs> i don't want to say exactly what i have right. but yeah. you don't need to yeah. you know but it, there's ways that i feel totally fine you know um but not everyone has that privilege right they have to ask a lawyer is this okay yeah you know is this what can i do you know so uh it's a little bit different for me <laughs> yeah yeah no that's awesome so to go back to the harmy house and the surveillance situation um has there been, what does the impact look like in Springfield with that? So we ended up writing that um, and starting it off from the ground a couple months ago. And so we are, obviously we've purchased these, we're handing them out. And so, you know, honestly for impact, uh, we can only, you know, it's 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 hard to put a number or make it tangential because, you know, it, it could be that somebody feels confident enough to go home and that is a, is a win, 100%, yeah, yeah. you know, and so, uh, and so, you know, impact is a, can be a lot of different ways. It can feel that somebody can 
be confident in going home and home is our safe space. Right. Yeah. And so that is a million dollar win for me as far as, you know, creating evidence, uh, surveillance cameras create great evidence. And so, you know, um, it, it has been helpful, you know, and even if an individual doesn't want to pursue their case, right, let's say they have all of this amazing evidence and they just say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. This is too traumatic for me. Like it's not something I'm interested in doing. Um, that's okay too. Right. Cause yeah. like we talked about, not every win is litigation. You know? Right. Right. And sometimes expressing that to a client, it's like, you know, I am not going to pressure you to sue this person. This is what your life is going to be. <laughs> you know, you might not want, if they don't want to settle, you may have to file a lawsuit, which is public, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's always, it's a give and take. Um, but yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, so you had mentioned to me earlier that even if someone, um, wasn't necessarily being stalked, but they already were kind of freaked out or just had some signs, even if someone didn't have signs and they wanted those cameras, what does that look like? Is that possible? Absolutely. Yeah. If you are having concerns about, um, somebody who may be stalking you or you may be experiencing domestic violence, that is something, uh, we are totally open for and we want you to be safe in your home. (laughs) And that's the whole point of prevention of domestic violence, right? They can't harm you if you don't come home. You know what I yeah. mean? They, you know, and you know, there's ways to effectually decrease those numbers. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to my listeners, if you're ever, you know, if you're someone who's experienced some of this or you have concerns or you've, you can relate, definitely please check out Harmony House and the options that, um, are here when it yeah. comes to surveillance and your safety. Absolutely. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a question for Brittany. So, you know, you're this lawyer, you're this queen, you're a mom, you're a wife. How do you do it? You know, how do you do it? Well, uh, that's a funny thing, right? I obviously have help, right? I have amazing family down here, and that's one of the reasons why I returned. <laughs> um, so my dad helps me, you know, my partner helps me, um, his family helps, my aunts and uncles help. I mean, it's a whole, I was like, thank God my grandmother had so many kids yeah. because <laughs> I thankfully, like when that ice hit the other day or yeah. in back in fe- early February, I was handing him off just a random family. I'm like, second cousins work. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome you know you can't do it alone right and your family and your friends they want you to be successful so whether it be and I I had my one of my best friends I was a bridesmaid in her wedding watch him on one day she was available you know and so it takes a village truly and um you know I'm blessed with my amazing village um I also think you know hustle you gotta hustle. It's not, uh, if, if, as my daddy would always say, you know, if it's easy, everyone would do it, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard, but you know, with hard things comes great things, you know? So that's one way is just gotta hustle and yeah, yeah no one wants to run like five miles. It sucks. Right. But right. you gotta hustle, <laughs> you know, yeah. waking up early and, you know, doing those things and, you know, it, it's a part of it, but you know, pressure makes diamonds you know (laughs) period (laughs) I think you're so inspiring because um sometimes there's that idea where it's like you get either you know like the life or being a mom or a career and I think you're a great example of someone who can thrive in their career you know and have a great family and have a life and I think that just shows that you're right it is there is no I in team like you need people and support around you absolutely yes and daycare is clutch too gotta yeah. love them <laughs> little yeah. Robbie loves you guys <laughs> that's awesome so when did you and your husband meet uh well we met it's kind of a weird situation but my whole family's in the news industry okay and cool. so my <laughs> my brother um was working at a news station and he's in news too and my husband was in news and um my brother had just started I think he was like 15 or 16 he was the youngest guy there and he had a really rough day because the news isn't a lot of ways like the law it's very cutthroat yeah people are mean and they you know they're just I don't know I'm not in that industry but I've just been told so whatever um and so Robert actually uh took little ZP my brother um to Taco Bell and was like it's gonna be okay man you Mm -hmm. know it'll be fine and so my husband is six foot seven I don't know I've only dated tall guys I don't know what it is (laughs) 
There's got to be like friends somewhere down the line. Let me know. <laughs> and I had just broken up with my other boyfriend and it, I was really sad and whatever, you know, young Brittany. And my brother's like, I think this guy would be really great for you. And I was like, well, I'm not So how even. old were you then? Oh, I must have been right around 21 or 22. Okay. okay. And so I ended up uh, meeting him and we hit it off really well. And, uh, you know, he supported me when I was going to law school. We had a long distance relationship. And then, you know, I can't, you know, we ended he moved to Kansas City and then we moved back to the Ozarks and, you know, and he also is in the military. So he had that commitment too. But, you know, we're both very independent people. And so that kind of functions our way. And we're very much a team. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it, we have to, we have to do that or we'll fail. So, and thank God he's a leader in the military because he understands that. <laughs> so, you know, and he's always been a very huge supporter of my success and vice versa. So I'm very blessed in that way. And marriage is definitely not easy. I will say that. And, uh, it's a compromise and it's really hard because as an attorney, I hate that word. <laughs> Right, right. The Let's settle word. on this argument. And you're like, uh, we can't settle. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> it's the devil's word. So yeah, and it's hard because, I, you know, and he has to constantly remind me, I'm not just somebody who boss around. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And that's probably why I respect him so much is because I can't tell him what to do. Yeah. And maybe that's the partner I always needed to somebody to tell me what to do because yeah. I can't you know, I don't, I would run, run over someone like that. So that's, that's kind of how we met. My brother introduced us. And so my brother's very close with my husband and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a weird family introduction. It's like yeah. old school. No, it's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, it's great. Yeah. So would you have any advice for anyone like in relationships or basically I feel like an issue I see a lot, even in myself sometimes is like, if you're independent and you have a drive, you have a career goal and you know, when you're looking for that partner, like it sounds like you're an independent person who met an independent person and you have this like awesome, healthy marriage, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, every, it flows, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are some days where I'm sure he wants to strangle me, <laughs> but you know, that's really why we have the surveillance camera. Right, right, right. Or the evidence. I'm just <laughs> just, this is, but you know, uh, I can't really give relationship advice, but you know, the one thing I can just say is, you know, dating is all in the timing. You know what I mean? And you won't, you may have met amazing people and the timing is not right. Yeah. And so I think a lot of with dating is just in the timing. Like you both are in the same place at the same time. And that's, what's hard too with the relationships because sometimes your clocks can get out of sync. So, you know, I while can, you're in the relationship absolutely oh that's lots well, of topic you know you yeah. know it can one party gets a different career or something drastically changes you know children things like that yeah. i mean i see it all the time but you know what i can say is you know it's gotta you gotta just it's a lot of the timing and then obviously communicating because you know I was never shy with Robert about what I wanted to do like I'm gonna mm -hmm. be a lawyer if you want to do that and at one point he said you know no I, I that's gonna you're gonna be in I'm gonna be in Springfield you're gonna be in Kansas City how is that gonna work and you know and we eventually came up with well let's do long distance and if it doesn't it doesn't and then it did and so you know it's a it's a haul it's a, it's hard but with anything, a hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess the hard part with this is, you know, it's kind of like a job, right? It's all in the timing. You want to have the right fit. And, you know, especially if you're going to lock that in and get right. married, make sure right. that it's like the right fit. Right. Because, you know, living in a life that you're absolutely miserable in is, um, and I see this too with my own clients that have been in relationships for decades of living in fear or living in just a constant, like, I'm going to do this so I don't have to deal with this person. Living like that's awful yeah. and <laughs> really low quality of life. So, you know, get the right fit. It's like a job. Right. 100%. 100%. It's a give and take. Yeah. Do you have any advice for anyone who, you know, for career, like very driven and also does want to have that family relationship someday, but like you don't want to give that up. Do you have any advice that 
maybe, you know, would have helped you when you were in law school or anything like that? Well, you know, when you're in law school, you don't really ask your employer, especially one that is primarily going to be a male-dominated industry, what's maternity leave look like? Yeah. yeah I'm like, are you pregnant? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, you know, family was kind of very far off in this, like, tangent, you know, this, like, cloud world. And so, you know, I didn't realize how much it matters to have an employer if you want a family and that is not for everyone right Right. I know plenty of my friends who don't have kids so happy about it not an issue if you want to join the baby cult please do we would love love to have you um it's great drink the kool-aid but if that's not your vibe and kool-aid's not your flavor come join but if you're not about the baby cult I get it you know but uh you know I have an employee. It was kind of weird because I started off at a firm that um, my partner didn't have kids and it was just something that she wasn't interested in. And that's fine. And I'm happy that that was, you know, her choice. And I think she was happy with that decision. But if that's something you want, I ended up moving to a firm where uh, my partner had kids and she was very much a part of her family and it was a unit. And so she got it. And it was weird because when I got pregnant, I was like, I'm going to only be off for two weeks. And she was like, you are nuts, Brittany. (laughs) Like, that's not a thing. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a thing, you know, and I'm not really going to be out, you know, and, um, and she was right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she got it. So working for people with families is so key. And at my firm, we have a lot of folks with families and that is key too. And I don't think women leadership is like the end all be all for every problem to be fixed, but we have a managing partner out of all of our offices, whether that be Springfield, you know, Chicago, Kansas City, and St. Louis. And we just nominated our first female one in that 2023. That is so awesome. And, you know, it's amazing. We have a maternity and a paternity policy at Evans and Dixon. And, you know, even though I did come back to the office when my baby was three weeks old and <laughs> I was like losing my mind, and not everyone's like that, and that's fine. But Karen, my boss, was holding little Rob as she's arguing a mediation on the phone. That's awesome. <laughs> That's you, a good boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, it's just Brittany's baby. Continue. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> but, you know, that's life, you know, yeah. and, and that's, you have to find a place where you fit and it may not be the most money or it may not be the most fanciest, you know, office, but if you can live your life healthy and happy, I think that's the biggest thing. So try to find a place where they're your people. And that yeah. may not always be that 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 it is, but and it might just be a right here and job. But if you're wanting a career, like a place to call home, and that's the thing with lawyers is, you know, you are sometimes with equity partnership and things like that, you're tied to that place forever. And so, you know, it very much depends on who you're going to practice law with, who's going to be in your your corner and so I've always found that if you can answer those questions and you know you spend more time with the people you work with oftentimes than your family yeah so uh, it's choosing the right time the right place that's right that's so good (laughs) so we're going to be closing up here soon but one another question I wanted to ask is you know being a female lawyer in a male predominant (laughs) industry you have any advice for other females or like things that have helped you um, you know stand your ground and be confident and strong yeah, there's it's, it's it's lots of different things, you know. I've been called all the names in the book, and I used to keep a list behind my you, like, desk. Tally mark yeah, every time. Word. <laughs> I got called a Nazi one time. Oh my god! But the list just got too long, so it didn't make it over to the move. But you know, it used to be quite a long list. Yeah. You know, and the other thing I think happens at a lot of times too, and it just happened to me the other day. An attorney accused me of being quote too emotional. Oh my god! I was like, gosh. oh, you'll know when I'm too emotional He's like, you need to chill out <laughs> yeah. but being a female you know yes for better or for worse you know it you are you are you stand out right but I think it can also be such a benefit because you have a perspective that not a lot of folks have so when I have clients that are sexual survivor sexual abuse survivors or domestic violence or stalking you know oftentimes they may have hired a male attorney but when the female attorney looks at it they're like whoa, this is a concern X, Y, Z. And, you know, 
you have that different perspective. You know, Your Honor, this person showed up not only uh, at this event, but they stayed in the back so they could observe my client. Yeah. You know, and then the male attorney goes, well, that's where I told them to stand because I thought they wouldn't want to see him. I was like, no, that's that's something that is a stalker it would enjoy, you know. Yeah. But as a female, I would know that would bother me because we don't have... You know, I like to know where my my scare place is. I like to see them so I can at least get out of the way. You yeah, know? for sure. So it was just interesting, and you also understand the two. Like, there's a lot of dynamics involved, especially with employment and sexual things that happen. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so you may a male may look at something in a way like a piece of document, like you know, I hope you have a good night, cowgirl, or should right. I say reverse cowgirl? Winky face. <laughs> Exclamation yeah. point. You know, and that's you know and, and you're like, good night. Yeah. Do I even respond to this? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the, the message being late at night, you know. Mm-hmm. And the mail will be like, Oh, that's not you know, but some of those things really, you know, you know you know it when you see it, right? <laughs> oh yeah. But like your friend also said too, you know, trust your gut. Yeah. You know, I mean you know feeling when you're like, This doesn't feel business related. Exactly. And you know, it's like the, there's something, you know, and yeah. maybe maybe it's my age or whatever, but I, I think being a female gives you power and I don't ever think of it as an, a hindrance. And sometimes, you know, I had one time an attorney, this was like maybe a month or two in my practice and he came into a deposition and he goes, uh, Brittany, uh, you know, I forgot my pen and paper. Will you go get me it? Mm. And so I looked at him and I had our office phone in the center of the deposition room and I called my secretary and I go, Mr. X came vastly unprepared today and he's going to need a pen and paper. Will you go get that for him? And I looked at him and I'm like, I'm not your secretary. Yeah, I'm your colleague and I'm not going to take notes for you. And, you know, and it also is kind of funny, too, because bailiffs will ask you, you know, are you an attorney? And you're like, I'm in a suit. Yeah. I'm in my laptop. Yeah. I'm here, you know, because I have yeah. the stilettos like, on. I could be more obvious. I don't know, man. I think I'm just here for I the vibe. Like, yeah, I, I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, do you have your bar card? Which is, you know, your identification as an attorney. I was like. Yeah. When they're not asking anyone else, probably their bar card. Yeah. Yeah. And they ask you to get it out. And, you know, I comply. But, you know, they probably have never seen someone like me before. And that's why they're confused. And that's fine. I'm going to educate you that I am an attorney and this is normal. And that's okay. It doesn't bother me. But, you know, if you're going to be a jerk about it or whatever, well, I'll put you right back. (laughs) Which is why you're such an amazing attorney. Because, you know, especially in that example with like pen and paper, like, there's a non-verbal control where it's like, yeah, you're in here, but you're going to be like a lower class compared to the other guys in here. Yes. And so for you to be like, ah, you know, it just puts someone back in their place and being like, no, I'm here on merit. Yeah. So goodbye. And, and, yeah. and sometimes it is truly just absolute confusion. They're yeah. like, this is not normal. You're not normal. You know, so, yeah. it, you know, it's like, are you the court reporter or the yeah. secretary? Why are you here? And you're like, well, yeah. no, the, the lawyer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But I, I, I love I, that your attitude about it, though. You know, at least you don't take it so like, no, uh, personal. No, it doesn't hurt my feel Because, you know, the next time they won't do that. Right. And they'll be like, okay, this is this is normal and you know most of the time they're in they're kind of like wow this is this is a a cat in high heels oh my gosh or you know this is like a dog walking on two legs like you know it's kind of unique and different so yes it can be kind of like okay i'm playing in an old boys game and the judge may be talking to the other attorney you know all about his golf game and will Mm -hmm. not even acknowledge me but i will say times are a change in yeah and that is not the same ball game as it was five years ago and it's continually changing and i am here for it yeah i am fighting for it and all the advice i can give to girls is just show up be you yeah wear the pink shoes if you want to you know and if you're too emotional show them what true emotion is because that's how you argue a case that's right oh my (laughs) gosh i have chills but seriously and you're paving the way for so many more like generations of women to come where who knows maybe in like 15 years there's not going to be a question about like why you're in this courtroom you know yeah. probably asking the guy let me see your bar <laughs> sir do sir. you have a bar yeah. are you supposed to be here right now well and I've had such great examples as my bosses I mean I have only had the luxury of having women bosses and wow. each and every one of them throughout my career have been 
absolute rock stars. And so, you know, watching them be amazing makes me want to be just as amazing. So, you know, I don't know if I'm any groundbreaker, but those are like, my boss told me she was straight up asked if she was intending on being a mother at an interview, which is very illegal and even was illegal when she was being interviewed. Wow. (laughs) And, you know, she would never ask that, but you know what I mean? Like those are the people who had to deal with that crap (laughs) so that I can at least exist. I may have to show my bar card, but I'm not asking if I'm going to be ovulating soon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like a, you know, first date question. So what's your ovulation schedule? You plan on being a, a, a mother ovulate and chill like <laughs> you're not going to need that maternity leave are you <laughs> we'll just take that out of your contract and like that, that's so wild i can't even fathom that i know wow. and that's you know and i don't have that obviously but and our, our firm embraces parenthood but yeah. you know it's just a different time and you know i couldn't do what i do without them and those people are the true bas right <laughs> wow wow you're all amazing well thank you Brittany, so much for coming here on the pod and just sharing oh, so you. much like wisdom and advice and honestly like being an inspiration oh, to me you. and to like so many other people um so as i like to close every show you know <laughs> what i do on keeping up my cast we ask our three main questions um so what is your favorite song okay so i love mac miller i, I am a too. huge <laughs> mac miller fan May he rest so in peace. god i guess so i i love the weekend song that he knows oh it's oh my, my amp i love it so big mac miller fan. anything he makes is amazing yes. but yeah so good a <laughs> uh, favorite quote so work hard and don't let anyone push you around that's so good yeah <laughs> not a single person <laughs> amen rock on um and what do you want your legacy to be you know i guess i want to do good you know what i mean at the end of the day it's great to be a great lawyer that's an even better accomplishment to do good yeah <laughs> that's so awesome you guys Brittany is a queen thank you so much for coming on the pod thank you for having me you're amazing <laughs> this is an example of if you see someone cool in real life introduce yourself you never know what can happen but also you know the work she is doing with Harmony House and helping those surveillance cameras is huge so again if you you know are worried about something in your life if you have a fear of privacy and it's okay to reach out to someone and like figure out your options absolutely and if you are experiencing that you know there are resources call me call sarah call any attorney let us advocate or take a call you know i'd rather you call me and survive yeah yeah you know protect yourself and you know be very aware of what you're posting on the internet or like you know even what you tell people strangers about your details of your life where you work (laughs) yeah 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 well awesome thank you for having me of course and to my (laughs) listeners you know as spring is approaching soon i just hope that you continue to you know put your mental health on your priority list we hopefully have merch on the way yeah i've just kind of been chilling the next solo pod is going to be very very wild so be sure to tune in all right love you guys Bye. bye